Welcome to the Small Business Big Mindset Podcast, where we dive into tactical strategies to grow your business and make an impact on this world. A huge part of success is keeping your mindset and vision on track. So this is a major part of our process and this podcast. Let's do this. Hey, Aaron here. Welcome to the Small Business Big Mindset Podcast. This week, we have Genia Steven from Good Things in Life, um, which supports kids with disabilities to build good lives and community. Genia, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So when I saw what Genia de- does, okay, so let's back up a little bit. So we're both students of Amy Porterfield, mm-hmm. and we're both in her Momentum membership. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had posted... Um, what like well and we'll get to that later but you had posted that you had um an organization that had um purchased your digital chorus and you were you were talking a bit about that so i was like that's interesting and then when i click through to you i'm like what is she you know what is she up to just your whole mission and what you do just like uh just got me in, in my my heartstrings especially with um with the background of my family as well, which I'll also get to in a little bit. But um, would you mind telling us a little about a little bit about you, your background, and how you got started with your business? Yeah, of course. So um, I have a younger sister with a disability, and um, my mom was and still is a really powerful and passionate advocate. And when my sister was diagnosed as having a disability, my mom had never known anybody that had a disability before, and she was pretty freaked out and not really sure what to do. And she had um, both the good sense and the good luck to get herself connected with some really wonderful people who you know, had been thinking about uh, how to support people with disabilities to build good lives. And so you know, that turned into really a life um, and, a, and a childhood of learning and, you know, being connected to thought leaders and mentors in the disability world. And so I really grew up with a first-class disability education. And then 14 years ago, my son was born with uh, disabilities and medical complexities as well. And um, I was just, you know, I always knew that I was at, I started my parenting journey at a very different place than most parents because I had, you know, been raised in a disability positive community. Uh, But as a, as a midwife, which is what my, you know, what my training, um, my work training and background is is in, um, it just became really clear over the, you know, more than 10 years of my clinical practice, how big the gulf was between Um, where I had started from in my parenting journey and where most parents start. And, you know, things are really different, even between how uh, my mom got connected with people and how parents get connected now. You know, it used to be that people would open the yellow pages and depending on how old your listeners are, they may not even know what I mean by the yellow pages, but Right. (laughs) You know, she would, you know, you'd open the yellow pages and kind of look up an organization or maybe your, you know, your doctor or a friend or somebody would refer you to an organization or maybe just to a single other parent. And that, uh, you know, depending on who you got connected with, that really set the trajectory for what you heard and how you unpacked your thoughts about disability and um, now what happens for parents is that the first thing that they do when they find out that their child has a disability or even the possibility of a disability is they Google it. 
right? And when you Google the diagnosis, what you get is a list of complications and treatment modalities and a list of uh, Facebook groups around that diagnosis or treatment modality. And that then frames the conversation moving forward. And so, um, you know, I really felt increasingly over time, like I wanted to exist or, you know, be in the sort of meet parents where they are at the beginning of their journey, which is online. And I wanted to provide them with an opportunity to, you know, come together with other people who had a shared vision of a positive life for their child with a disability and create an alternative conversation to, you know, diagnosis-specific conversations or treatment modality-specific conversations around, you know, just how do you support your kids with disabilities to build good, positive lives and community? So that's sort of the, that's the genesis of of good things in life. And so now I uh, have a podcast and I offer monthly free um, uh, webinars with you know, leaders in the field of disability, and I offer courses and a membership for parents. I love that because, so my family, like I I briefly um, mentioned to you, so my parents had eight of us biologically, and then they adopted 12 children. So there's 20 kids in my family. So I have 19 brothers and sisters, amazing way to grow up. Um, And they're all from different backgrounds. Excuse me. We're three different races. I remember one time we showed up at a at the zoo. At one point, my parents had a 15-seater van, mm-hmm. and we pulled up to the zoo, and we're all getting out of the, the van, and the staff of the zoo came to our car, and they're like, oh, are you the, um, the daycare group we've been waiting for? And we're like, no, no. we're just a family <laughs> going to the zoo. So... Um, but yeah, and so um, <clears throat> I grew up in that environment of kids coming from challenging backgrounds um, who have maybe more um, uh, social disabilities or physical disabilities, just, you know, and that was just my norm. And so I feel completely comfortable in that environment. Um, but also saw that, you know, and my mom at one point would coach and you know, help other families mm-hmm. that were adopting or fostering yeah. that sort of a thing. And so the fact that you're, cultivating that, the support for those families who, um, especially for families who didn't seek it out, you yeah. know, um, that's, that's just huge. So can you kind of dive into more of what your, your courses and your membership and everything, um, what they're, what they're about? And then, you know, also let's talk about the business of online courses, because that's such a huge, um, I just feel like ed- education is moving in that direction mm-hmm. and that um, most people, if they have expertise in a subject matter, that is an option for them. So would you mind diving in a little bit into that area? Yeah. So I um, started this entrepreneurial journey really with no background. You know, I, I run my midwifery practice group, which, you know, has a business aspect to it in addition to the clinical aspect to it, but certainly had never you know, wasn't raised in a entrepreneurial family, um, had never really thought about how I might put together um, a course. And so my first entry um, into the, I knew I needed an education basically. So the first, my first entry was 
into Marie Forleo's B-School. And I purchased that course through Amy Porterfield's affiliate link. And then, um, and then, you know, have basically acquired everything that Amy Porterfield has offered since. And Digital Course Academy, I actually, when I originally signed on with Amy, she hadn't yet launched Digital Course Academy. It was still courses that convert. And I really struggled to figure out how I was going to, what first of all, what I was going to teach and how I was going to teach it. And a lot of it was just uncertainty or lack of confidence around my own ability. And it wasn't not so much my ability, but more of a, like in the world of disability education, who am I to be teaching this? Right. Because I, again, like I kind of have this Hollywood collection of friends and colleagues and acquaintances who are far more qualified than I am. You know, they've been teaching for decades. Um, and so I, you know, I tried a few different things or like tried to come at it a few different ways. And eventually what I decided to do to help me bridge this um, gap was to partner with a friend of mine who, um, who, who's been teaching, you know, in person for years and supporting families in person. And we created a course called um, Belonging in School, the What, Why, and How of Inclusive Education. And that's the course that I've been uh, providing for a couple of years in a couple of different ways. And then I also launched Inclusion Academy, which is my membership for parents. And the the aim of the membership is to help parents in that sort of day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month implementation of these ideas, you know, and to provide the ongoing support and community that parents need in order to, you know, in order to keep going, basically. And the, um, you know, the, the reality is that most people will never have the opportunity to get the kind of world-class disability education that I had because I was supported to travel, to do it, you know? And I also um, was very lucky in that I lived in communities where there was, um, you know, disability leadership who would also bring experts to the community for opportunities. But that's just not going to be most people's experience, you know, that either that they can travel or that these kinds of resources and opportunities will be brought to their home community. And, um, you know, one of the things that really frustrates me about the world is that I'm still having the conversations that my parents were having 40 years ago. And it seems to me that one way we can help maybe accelerate some progress is to make, you know, really high quality information, you know, resources, ideas, uh, and support more available to parents across the board. So that's what I'm aiming to do by bringing by bringing this to an online forum. Yeah, and you're right. It's those conversations are still the same. Um, I, I even remember like, you know, when we would um, kind of different but related, but when we would take in, like when a foster kiddo would come to our home, they'd come with their stuff in a trash bag. Right. And that still happens. That today. still happens. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous, you know, so the fact that you're like, no, this is crazy, like we're in the year, you know, this is being recorded in 2020. It's like, you know, 
there's no reason for any of this, you know? So it's like the fact that we have the internet at our fingertips and all of this knowledge, Mm -hmm. um, knowledge is power and that you're bringing this to parents and kind of serving it to them so that they can better advocate for their child so that they better can, you know, educate others so that this isn't an issue, Mm -hmm. you know, um, moving forward is, is really great. Um, so how have you, I mean, we're still in the midst of COVID-19 has, uh, especially with your midwifery, um, portion of your business, Mm -hmm. uh, did you shift more into digital courses? Like how did COVID-19 impact you? Mm -hmm. So, uh, well, I mean, on the one hand, it's a great time to be, to have a business that's based online, you know, because people, even people who were able to access in-person um, opportunities now, you know, now can't. But pers- personally, the big change for me around um, COVID is that uh, I'm not, I'm not sure whether my, my interruption um, earlier will be recorded or edited out, but I had a little family interruption there. And I, during that, I was saying on April 20th of this year, my niece died suddenly and uh, is survived by a seven, her seven-year-old daughter who I'm now raising uh, with my sister. So on April 20th, I stopped working and went on an emergency uh, well, not, it was an emergency, but an unplanned parental leave. So my personal context is that, um, you know, related to COVID, um, my sort of peripherally related to COVID, my entire world changed. And so the uh, the ability to be able to run my business and still be present for my family during this incredibly horrific time in our family story has been really just really powerful. You know, the, the, there's so many really wonderful ways to show up in the world that are less compatible with family life and being able to sort of pivot and respond to what happens in your life, you know, and midwifery is an example of that. You know, you're, you're always, um, kind of on call and required to, you know, show up for other people's families when they, when they need you to show up. So it's been a, a wonderful blessing and an opportunity for me to continue to support my family financially, to be able to be serving other people while still, you know, staying home and, um, and providing my family with the the support that they need right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a it's such a big benefit to um you know having an online business for sure. Um would you say so typically I talk to people about cuz I want entrepreneurs to walk away from this, you know, conversation with inspiration but also like okay, yes, that's a tangible thing that I can now apply, you know, to my businesses or oh my gosh, yes, uh, I've been thinking about doing my own digital course now maybe I can, you know, mm-hmm. um, is there a tool or process that has been a game changer, um, in your business as you've kind of grown along the way? A tool or a, pro- well, I mean, I think that certainly digital course Academy has been really powerful. I've also, um, I think that for, for my audience, for the people that I want to serve and my ongoing membership is a really important aspect of that. You know, like this is not a, it's not a destination, you know, parenting is not a destination, it's a journey. And so having, um, taking a tribe with Stu McLaren 
has also been incredibly powerful, like very, very powerful in helping me to really create um, a business that, that works, but more importantly, a, a way of providing, like a way of serving that really works well for my audience and the people that I want to be helping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Similar over here. I just, so I take, uh, I've taken digital course Academy as well. I have, um, yeah, anything that Amy puts out, apparently I'm like, just give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let's build our society, DCA momentum. Um, but yeah, the first thing that I go to when I want to learn something new is I just hop online and I'm like, who can teach me this? Yeah. And so it just cuts out the time, you know, like, and, and I'll pay for it, you mm-hmm. know, cause like, is the information online there online for free? Probably. Yeah. Will it take me a ton of time to find it and, you know, uh, you know, make it into a cohesive thing that I can learn from? Yes. So, um, just kind of skipping over that process is, so I agree that those are, um, similar kind of tools that we use over here. Um, and then you had also, uh, mentioned that you have, partnered with an organization that Mm -hmm. has actually been like, yes, we want to use your course. Mm -hmm. Like, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So we, the background relationship between me and that organization is that, um, again, I, I I have the benefit of having grown up with a network of people in the area that I am running this business, right. In the disability field. And so the um i've had the newsletter that the organization puts out often features my free content and i've you know written for the organization um and you know we've had some small collaborations in the past uh, i just did a free workshop for the organization on medical safeguarding of vulnerable patients in the hospital within the context of covid you know and i had reached out and asked them if they would be interested in um, <clears throat> excuse me, in running that, uh, that webinar for their audience. And that was a, you know, that was, um, you know, a really low cost kind of thing. And, um, so we've got an established relationship and, you know, I was trying to figure out after my niece died, okay, how am I going to ramp this up a little bit, right? Like now I need to really double down on thinking about how, I can make this somewhat income earning, you know, not necessarily uh, expecting to replace my career income, but, at, but, you know, really want needing to take this seriously as a, as a business, you know, and getting over a little bit of, um, or getting over even a little bit, the feelings that we often have around, you know, selling and income earning and those kinds of things. And, so I just emailed a, my contact at the organization and said, listen, you've got this particular aspect of your organization around family engagement. And there's this really significant piece of, uh, around inclusive education that doesn't seem to be getting a lot of attention in the organization right now. You don't seem to be to have any active projects going on. And I'm wondering if you would be interested in sponsoring, um, you know, in sponsoring this course and making it available to your member organizations. And they said, yes. So, um, so it was, it, it was, it, you know, there's, it kind of feels like one of those things that could be portrayed as one of those overnight success stories that you hear about, you know, well, I sent one email and made $27,000, but actually 
like all of those overnight success stories, there's a, there's a long backstory of, you know, building relationships, building your business, building your credibility and authority um, that happens. Um, but it still felt like I was still stunned <laughs> <laughs> that, that I could do that, that that's even like a possibility in my world for me that I could send a single email and, you know, land a contract that would be significantly revenue producing with something that I've created online and which doesn't require, I mean, it's been a lot of work to get here, but the implementation of this contract is not going to take blood, sweat and tears. And I think like one of my very significant money mindset issues has, is, is around like the only way you're, the only way you can feel good about earning money is if it costs you deeply <laughs> and it's like painful, right? Like you have to work really hard and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So, um, so that, so this experience of, you know, connecting with the organization, selling a, a course that I've, you know, already developed and that I can, now implement that and provide like really valuable service to people, but without killing myself doing it is like mind blowing to me. Like it's such a, uh, in some ways I feel like that's almost a bigger win that I, that I've had that experience of like it actually happening um, mm-hmm. than the money itself, you know, because it's, I can think, okay, that's, that can be done. That's possible. Yeah. And I think you're right of like, we do, we expect it. Like you have to be like, oh, super burned out and drive yourself into the ground. And, you know, and it's like, it's changing that, you know, um, dynamic of like, no, you actually don't, you can work smarter, (laughs) you know? Um, And like you said, it it does take a lot of work to build your business. It takes consistency, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to keep showing up and showing up and showing up, even when you feel like this isn't worth it. Um, and then days like this come when you're like, oh, I just had a five-figure launch, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. what, you know, uh, you know, it just, it's, and then now that you've done it once, you know, you can do it again, Yeah, you know, um, and I believe that a true entrepreneur is, they have like a servant heart, right? They're always just like, how do I serve? How do I help? You know, mm-hmm. and that's at the, that's at the core of what you you do what your business is all about. It's just like helping these parents, helping these kids. And so I know that that's going to set you up on such a positive trajectory. So you mentioned that you, you know, had, you had a relationship with this organization, you sent an email out and then when this kind of happened, how, um, how else do you find um, clients or these parents for your, your courses and your, your membership? So it's starting to be, increasingly there's a word of mouth component of it like the that that's causing a bit of um balloon of growth you know like i can um see that referral word of mouth process working and historically it's been um it's it's been very organic much slower than i want um and it started with that community of people that i already had you know, so, um, and social media has been helpful in that insofar as, you know, somebody who already knows me, 
um, shares a post and then, you know, that post gets seen by somebody else, that kind of thing. Um, I, you know, my podcast has been helpful in that, uh, it's a, it's a relatively blue ocean around, you know, like not a lot of saturation, um, in this market, but it's not been easy actually. Like, I think that the, the, the list building, the community building, the, um, kind of getting myself out there has been less clear, like how to do it and do it well and really scale it has been something that has not come easily for me. Like I'm still sorting that out, you know, and I dabbled here and there with Facebook ads, which is mostly not been hugely successful um, because I'm still learning, you know, but in this last launch, so we, we've had this organization contract that we talked about, but I also just launched the course um, independently of that. So that just closed it last week. And uh, it was the first time that I felt comfortable enough using Facebook ads that I could see how I could scale that in the future with some additional trial and error, you know, like it still wasn't massively, um, still wasn't massively successful, but I'm closer. You know, the gap is smaller between just dumping money into Facebook and actually seeing an ROI on that. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not been easy. And I, um, it's, but what is reassuring finally after, you know, roughly a year and a half of consistency is that I can see the exponential, um, the exponential, sorry, I'm not phrasing this very well, but instead of it being like feeling like a linear, like, oh, there's one new person and then there's one new person. I'm seeing more of a, there's one person, there's two people, there's four people, there's eight people, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's sort of surging a little bit. And I think what's one of the things that has been an interesting lesson for me is that a lot of that surge, nothing changed to cause that. It was just consistency over time. And there was an awful lot happening that I never knew about. And I think that that's one thing that is unique from uh, when you're online from an in-person type brick and mortar business or direct service business is that you're not present for every conversation that's happening, right? Most of them you actually don't hear at all. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting feedback now from people that I, I don't, can't draw the direct connection to, you know, and in places all over the world. And, um, and it's because while I haven't had any evidence of it in front of me, I have been reaching people and people have been paying attention and listening and telling other people and making those connections. So it's not always something, uh, our impact, the impact of our efforts, I don't think is always quantifiable and measurable in real time. Yeah, no, that's true. Cause it's like, you're kind of, you have your head down and you're working, you know, and then you look up and it's like, oh, you know, and it's like, oh, somebody commented on this thing or somebody sent me this message and like, I have no direct relation to this person at all, you know, Mm -hmm. and had no idea they were even aware of Mm -hmm. who I was and the work that I'm Mm -hmm. doing. So, yeah. um, Yeah. But in the background, even before they reached out to you, they may have been sharing your content to somebody else, you know, like you can't, 
it just doesn't, there's, there's no app or service that lets you actually track your impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and very often what you do see that allows you to, to measure your impact, it's, there's a, there's a really big lag time you know, between when it happens and when you find out about it, because it just kind of trickles back slowly in the beginning. No, that's really, really well said. And I think a lot of times we tend to play the comparison game and compare ourselves to people who have been doing it for a decade or longer, Mm -hmm. you know, um, which is not fair (laughs) to yourself, right? And so, and you're right, you have no idea what's going on over there. Um, Somebody should make an app for that now. So. Yeah, somebody should definitely make an app for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, consistency is key. Finding your niche, like if your social media is your thing, then just consistently keep showing up there. Um, yeah, Facebook ads, it takes time to learn, mm-hmm. right? It just takes time to learn and experiment and figure out what's your, what's your sweet spot. Um, so, are there any – we kind of went over a bunch already, but is there anything you want to add as far as like – key learnings or insights, you know, for others that might be wanting to go out on their own, like build their own business or get into digital, digital courses or anything in that avenue? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say to whatever degree possible for people, um, pay to speed up your progress. So, you know, everything is available for free in some capacity, but investing in a program like Digi- Digital Course Academy, um, which I understand you'll, you'll have some links for, um, for people, um, and is coming available. So um, Digital Course Academy or that type of thing, you pay money and sometimes it's a significant amount of money, but you're just accelerating uh, your progress. And so it pays for itself much more quickly as far as how you can build um, revenue. And then the other thing that I would say, I guess, is just in some ways is a bit repetitive, but it's it's about, is around consistency and uh, faith. You know, just understanding that you don't get, you don't necessarily see the impact and you don't necessarily see the dollars and kind of like COVID cases where it's like nothing, 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 boom, 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 up, up mm-hmm. a curve. Your online business growth is very much like that. And there's a, there's a cartoon. I wish I knew who had penned it, but I, I don't. It's a cartoon and it's, um, it's a miner mining a, um, a tunnel. And the tunnel is really, really long. And right at the end of the, you know, just a sliver less le- uh, left of, of stone. And on the other side of this sliver of stone is all the, you know, the diamonds and the miner is like dejected and has turned away right before that last ax, you know, hit on the sliver of stone between you and the diamonds. And I think, uh, you know, the, the just keep going piece is, is, really good advice because it feels like nothing until you actually break through. And if you have a lot of confidence that what you're putting out in the world is valuable and that it's going to be helpful to people or it's going to serve people or it's going to bring joy or make them happy or, you know, um, whatever it is that you're trying to, whatever change you're trying to make in the world it's worth just continuing to go until you finally hit that last, 
you know, axe through that last liver of stone and get the return that you've been so desperately working for. Oh, that's so well said. I love that analogy of the miner with the the axe. Thank you for bringing that up. And because um, I think that's probably the majority of reasons why businesses don't work or people don't get to their goals mm-hmm. is that they quit too soon. Yeah. You know, I think they're not making an impact and what's the point? It's a waste of time. And then they stop and it's like, oh God, you were You're right so there. Close. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't know how close you were. Um, so are there kind of daily routines that you do to help your business or personal success? Like some people have gratitude journals, some people listen to podcasts, you know, is there anything that you've kind of incorporated into your routine? It doesn't have to be daily, but something like that. Um, I definitely listen to a lot of podcasts and I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. It's an interesting question, Erin. I feel like my, the things that have made a big difference for me are things like planning. Um, I use the full, Michael Hyatt's full focus planner, which I love. Um, And then I feel like an awful lot of the work around setting up routines for success is work that I, I still need to do. You know, I know that I, um, I know, for example, that I work better in the, you know, up until about two 30 in the afternoon. And then after two 30, I know my productivity declines rapidly, but I'm not necessarily great yet at setting up the, the systems and the routines that are going to one manage my health really well, you know, like really keep me prioritize my own health and well-being for my own benefit, for my family's benefit, but also for the benefit of my business, you know, the success of my business. I'm really bad at that still. And, um, and I'm also, I'm better than I used to be, but I still kind of squirrel a lot. You know, I'll, I'll come up against a challenge that I don't have a solution for. And I'll be like, well, maybe I'll just check my email and see if there's anything interesting there. <laughs> you know, I'll just hop on Facebook and see if I can respond to a comment. Um, so I feel like most of that growth and the positive impact of that growth is still ahead of me. Yeah. Thank you for being honest about that, you know, because I think some people are like, Oh gosh, again, playing the comparison game, like they have this amazing, you know, routine and they've got it all together, you know, and it's just like, we're all just trying to figure it out. Yeah. So I'm definitely, definitely just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So as you look forward, tell us about the goals and the vision that you have for your business. So I, I'm still, again, I'm still figuring it out. You know, I think that the, um, I think that the membership model is what is really going to serve um, my audience best. And I don't feel like I've nailed it, you know, so I have a, I have a small membership of about 40 people, um, you know, mostly really loyal and, you know, enjoying what's going on, but I know I can do better, you know, and I feel like this, I feel like that's my next focus is on really improving in an iterative process my membership until I feel like I am providing the best I mean I know it will never stop I'll always be tweaking but I feel like this overhaul of my membership is the next um, job you know task in front of me that's going to make a big difference and then growing that membership and again um, with the growth kind of theme I feel like I 
am getting clearer about how to um, improve my um, or increase my reach and my impact, both through the podcast and through list building. So that's the next sort of season is revamping, going through um, tribe again, right from lesson one and rethinking my membership, how to make it um, better, how to make it more impactful uh, and how to grow it and thinking about list building and um, building my podcast audience. So it's sort of a rebuild and scale theme. And then my plan is to pause, you know, late fall, early winter, maybe even, you know, early 2021 and take stock again. One of the things that, um, one of the things that seems that I've learned or seems to be clear, at least in this stage of my business is that that frequent pause, reevaluate, tweak, set goals, move forward process is really valuable and that I need to be willing to um, be willing to kind of scrap my previous thoughts about what was going to, to work, you know, being, there's a, there's a terrible expression of something around, you know, being willing to kill your babies or something like that, like that awful expression, but you know, like we get kind of glommed onto ideas and uh, we're really committed to them and, and we really love them. And then they just don't work, you know, and um, I've experienced sort of like persisting, like, I know this is a good idea. I'm just going to keep hammering it forward. Um, it's not working. So I'm, I'm pausing in this next season to figure out how I want to try to, to do this a little bit differently and then to keep doing and do more of what's really working well. Yeah. Cause it's a, it's a true evolution, you know, like yeah. some people don't start a business because they're like, has to be perfect. And it's like, oh my gosh, just start with something because even a few months down the line, it could be completely different than what you started with, you yeah. know, because you're constantly, you know, so I love that you're pausing. Okay. What worked, what didn't, what did I learn along the way? So, cause I know more now than I did That's right. six months ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to your point, we had someone on a different episode and she was like, don't say that your business is your baby because sometimes you have to kill your baby, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And it's like, it's true. It's like sometimes you just got to like ditch it or Burn it to the ground and start again. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? So it's like, don't get, don't get so attached to your initial idea or even your quarterly goals because I mean, a pandemic can hit like who exactly. knows now, you know, it's exactly. Like yeah. The aliens are going to come next. You know, So it's like, you just don't know what's going to happen in life. So thank you for bringing that up. That's so smart to remember, you know, yeah. of like you could shift, you can course correct. Um, don't just keep blindly moving on yeah. to a path. that's really Yeah. Important. It's interesting. Cause I think, I don't know whether it's like a personality type difference, but I think some people, don't have that problem of, you know, persisting on something that's not working. The problem they have is a million ideas. I also have a million ideas, but a million ideas. And then just sort of like, well, shiny object syndrome, right? Oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to do that. Um, I think partially because, you know, people just some, some personality types just really love to pursue an exciting idea. Uh, But also I think sometimes because you don't, as we were talking about, you don't get that return, right? You don't get that feedback immediately. So people might think that something's not working when actually they just need to keep mining the tunnel, you know? So it's a, it's a hard balance. And I think 
I think it gets easier over, I do think it gets easier over time to discern the difference between the two. Yeah. I think uh, the, the main theme is just, it's time, it's time, it's consistency. It's, it's time given, it's patience, you know, Mm -hmm. um, in order to do this. So Mm -hmm. if people want to find out more information about this important work that you're doing, um, where can they find you online? Yeah. So people can go to goodthingsinlife.org and everything is linked from there. The podcast, the, um, events, the Facebook group, um, you know, the courses and the membership, it's all at goodthingsinlife.org. Awesome. Great. So we'll link to all of that. Um, and then we end each podcast episode with a kind of a fun question. We are music, big, big, big music fans over here. Um, my husband, Joey is a percussionist, like we just live music. So our question is, um, if you could only listen to one music artist for the rest of your life, who would it be? Mm. Oh, wow. That's really hard. I, I feel totally on the spot about this. I think, <laughs> I think um, the first two that come to mind um, are Bob Marley and the Dixie Chicks. And I think mm-hmm. it just depends on my mood. Um, mm-hmm. And tomorrow I would probably give you different answers. Yeah, no, I get that. Music is very much... Yeah attuned to your attitude and, and your, your mood, mm-hmm. but we haven't, I love that we get such variety with that question. It's so amazing. It's um, a great question. <laughs> it's, I love, it's always so fun to see what people are going to say. You'll have to um, create a Spotify uh, playlist based on your um, guests answers. Could be your, yes. your latest download for entrepreneurial folk who are, you know, interested in, uh, inspiring music from other entrepreneurs. Yeah, for sure. And Joey, he already started building a page. He's like, let's like, you know, list them all out on one spot. And yeah, no, I love it. It's it's like unifying entrepreneurs through music. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Well, thank you so much for chatting us uh, with us today. It was a lot of fun to discuss all of this with you. Thanks so much for having me. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Small Business Big Mindset Podcast. If you haven't already, head on over to musclecreative.com and click subscribe to join our email list for our weekly updates. And if you've enjoyed this podcast episode, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite service to follow us and give a review. As always, be authentic, bring an insane amount of value, and keep crushing it.